Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Tuesday Sports Center with Loro and Matt. And it's a combo of 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 Loro Sports Pod Sports Center and Woo Sports Center. So, Matt, how's it going? And uh, did you go out there and vote today? As today's election day? Yes. Yes, I did. I actually turned in my ballot a while ago. It's been counted already. And yeah, just want to let our listeners know to make sure to go vote after listening to this podcast or, or maybe before the podcast and make sure your voice is heard. Absolutely. I voted today for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to beat Donald Trump. Yeah, I did too. I really am sick of Donald Trump in the White House. I mean, Four years of his presidency has been a disaster. We don't want another four years of disaster to our country. Yeah, I think so. That's just uh, we got to get this virus out of control and get things back to normal. And I think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can do that. They sure can. But we need a vaccine and we need a uh, what you would call this. But I think Joe Biden needs to make a mask a law until this pandemic ends. Yeah, so that's, that we can go back plan. to that. You and I can go back to our studio, wear masks, but have to take them off when we talk on the microphones. Yep. And also uh, for sporting events, too, for sell-off crowds, they should all wear masks. Yeah, I think so, too. That's the best way to get things back to normal. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, some week, uh, week eight recap. We have a lot to talk about, especially in the football side of things. So let's start off. We're talking about the Bills defeating the Patriots 24-21. to And Cam Newton mothed that fumble at the end of that game. And I'll tell you what, Matt, uh, this thing, the Patriots could still save their season, but things are not looking good right now for the Patriots. No, they aren't. And uh, I'm, I'm a little more pessimistic about them, too. I think that they're heading to rebuild mode at this point or, or reload or whatever they want to call it, where – I think you know they're 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 two and five right now. The Bills are six and two. The Dolphins are four and three. I mean, the Dolphins. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this game later, but you know, Tua um, he didn't look so good in his debut, but they got the win and they're above five hundred. And Patriots are just at the bottom, nearly nearly at the bottom of the division, looking up, and they probably need to start thinking towards uh, draft day at this point. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I don't. I mean. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you think Cam Newton's the quarterback of the future. I hope he stays for the with the Patriots for a little longer. But if he doesn't, then I'm not going to be shocked about him leaving the Patriots in the offseason, as we'll talk about that way later on our on our program. Like whenever uh-huh. the offseason begins, and we'll talk about where the top free agent lands. But really, Cam Newton's Cam Newton played a lot better than than his last game against the 49ers. Yeah. He did, and uh, you know, it's just he had that bad fumble, like you said at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just—I'm not sure if Cam Newton is going to be the long-term solution there. Um, but then again, um, I—I don't think they—I don't think they draft a quarterback necessarily. I mean, maybe they will, but um, I mean, they could look at some uh, free agents. Um, I could see someone like Matt Ryan if the Patriots are interested. Uh, I think he would fit their system really well, uh, but maybe they will go to the draft board and try to take maybe a um, a quarterback uh, from the college ranks. Or they can just stick with Jared Stidham for next year, who everybody's hyped, 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 who's worth the hype, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think, and for the Bills, 
they're heading in the right direction, and you think it's their time to dominate the AFC East. Yeah, I, I've, I think that, I think it's their time. And the thing is, like, Josh Allen and, and the Bills' offense hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks. So they're, they have weaknesses too. Um, but I think that, I mean, they're not going to get challenged by the Jets or the Patriots for the division this year. So the question only is um, – If Miami can challenge them. Right, right, yep. Which I think or by 2021, when the 2020 NFL season begins, and I kind of see the Miami Dolphins giving the Bills their run for their money. Yep. That's what I see because of my boy Brian Flores, and we'll talk about that game in a minute. But really, the Buffalo Bills, they're a team that's good, that's destined to be good for a long time. Yeah, they have Josh Allen, who is, I think, going to be um, – he's going to be pretty good. And I think – He's taking a step – further in his development but really the bills played okay but their defense is still not good yeah so that's what i see but really heading into next week we know that the patriots need to beat the jets to save their season as we'll talk about that in just a minute all right and also we'll talk about who the bills play in their next matchup is the bills will take on the seattle seahawks so that's going to be a uh Pretty good game right there, but we'll talk about who's who we like in that game in just a minute. But the next game we'll recap is uh, the Dolphins defeating the L.A. Rams 28-17 to in Tua's debut. But really, the Rams were disappointing to begin the first half, but in the second half, they showed some fight. Yeah, that was a strange game. I mean, they they had the right game plan. They stopped Tua. Like, Tua looked pretty bad in that game, I'd say. But um, But – they just let off some big plays on special teams and on golf had a costly interception, a couple of them. And they just, they shot themselves in the foot that game. They just, they, um, I thought they had the right game plan. They just didn't execute it and they ended up losing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, the dolphins, I thought that they're, they're going to be, they're going to be good within a year or two, just because they're still kind of in a rebuild mode, but really they've been shocking people this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's going to be a it's going to be a good. Uh, it'll be a. There's a lot of optimism in, in South Florida about these Dolphins. Yeah, and if you're a Miami sports fan, there's a lot of optimism about their Dolphins, their Heat, and the Miami Marlins. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking here about for Miami sports fans. But the Dolphins are heading in the right direction with Tua. I think they need to get Jordan Howard out of there. Gaskin more involved in their offense. Yeah. That's what I could see there. Yep. But really, I can't wait for when Tua plays against Justin Herbert, which we'll talk about. That's next week when the Dolphins play the L.A. Chargers. So speaking of the L.A. Chargers, they started off fast. They know how to start off games really fast. Justin Herbert's the real deal. But Denver came back and won. I got to say, what's really causing the Chargers and their collapses is their pass defense. Yeah. Yeah. and they ended up trading Desmond King the second to Tennessee for a sixth round draft pick uh, yesterday. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And Desmond King the second, he was on, he was one of their cornerbacks. No, he's yeah, not I, in my opinion. Just because if you look at it, I think the tr- the trade for Desmond King really saves money for the Chargers' future. Just because they need to extend Hunter Henry at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's a it. The, the Chargers, like, that was such a fun game to watch, exciting, and then they just collapsed. And 
it's unbelievable. They've blown three games this season where they led by 21 points or 17 points. Or, They're I mean, kind of like just, the Falcons in the AFC. Yeah, no lead is safe with the Chargers, and it's, it's grisly. They need to fix that. They need to get um, better game management late in the game. Um, and like you said, that Herbert's fantastic. Like their 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 offense is going to be so exciting to watch for the next several years. Um, it just they they need they need to stop the uh, the bl- blowing the leads, and they need to they need to step it up on defense. Granted, they didn't have Joey Bosa at the end. Yeah, because he has a concussion. But... Hopefully, he clears it so that he plays for the Raider game. I hope he does because the Chargers are going to need him big time. Yeah. But really, the Chargers' defense needs to get going in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses just because they don't have Derwin James healthy. Because when Derwin James is on the field, the Chargers' defense is scary. Yeah, for sure. But a few bright spots on their defense is Kenneth Murray, who I think's a candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yep. And Melvin Ingram went healthy. He's really a force on that defense, but the offense of the Chargers has been fantastic all year long with Herbert. But Tyrod has been a little, a bit, a bit, a bit of a help there. But really, on the Broncos side, if you look at it, this, they really, they really needed that win too, just because, you know, Drew Locke has been struggling this year. But really, Drew Locke is still the future of Denver. Yeah, uh, I think, I think he is. They have to, uh, but really, the receivers the receivers are young. Yeah. So that's why I think he's struggling, just because a lot of those guys that I mentioned, like Judy and Fan, are getting double teamed, and they need Cortland Sutton as another option when he get, comes back from injury. Yep. So what do you, what do you think about the Chargers in their next game? You think the Chargers need to find a way to uh, beat the Raiders? Yeah. Um... Season's on the brink. If they want any shot at contending for a playoff spot, they got to beat the Raiders here. Uh, it's a must. Week. But my question for you is, do you think Anthony Lynn's going to get fired at the end of the season if the Chargers continue to play like that? I'm going to say no. It's not really his fault, though. Yeah, that's a tough question. I I personally think that, um, like, it's a tough call. It's I'm on the fence about it. I he's think such that, a good coach. I mean, he's such a very – he's like a good guy all around. But yeah, a lot I, of people are speculating if he's the right coach for Justin Herbert. I think he is. The way the offense looks, the way Justin Herbert looks, I would say yes. I think the question is, like, you know, what's going on with blowing the leads and what's going on maybe on the defensive side of the ball? Like, granted, they have injuries. You, you mentioned Derwin James. There's Joey Bosa. I mean, those are big names on their defense, right? Um, very ultimately, though, you got to – you got to hold a lead. Like you got to hold a 21 point lead. Like you can't blow that. They don't make excuses. Yeah. And also with the chargers get Austin Eckler back, he could be some, that's going to be a reinforcement too, because Eckler is like another big part of their offense too. Yep. So I could really see the uh, chargers, uh, chargers making a run if they beat uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, because I really think that, this is a must-win game on Sunday for the Chargers, which we'll get to in just a minute here. Yep. But also, let's talk about our top five wide receivers through eight weeks of the 2020 season. So my list goes like this. No, I have DeAndre Hopkins, number one. Then Amari Cooper, number two. Stefan Diggs, number three. I had OBJ, number four, until he got hurt. But I 
gave give that to Tyler Lockett of the Seahawks, and number five is DK Metcalf. Uh huh. What about you? Oh, I have, I have to put DK Metcalf number one. He looks like a stud out there. I mean, they've just been doing some really good stuff with him. Uh, Russell Wilson yeah, loves him, him already. Yeah, I'd put um, Kenny Galladay up there. Uh, Mari Cooper. Um, and um, I'm going to put Keenan Allen. And then can't uh, overlook Co- Keenan Allen. He's such a good receiver, though. Yeah, and then Julio Jones. Oh, yeah, and also don't forget guys like Mike Williams on the Chargers. But Mike Williams, when healthy, is a stud. Yeah. So I really – it's a good receiver group, but uh, next week we're going to br- talk about those tight ends and also do our top 20 power rankings throughout the first half of the 2020 season as the second half begins on uh, on Sunday. Yeah. So let's talk about our Thursday night football preview. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers came off a loss that they shouldn't have had against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. But really, on the Vikings' side, with that win for them, that really kind of saved their season. Yeah, that was a that was a great win, and it shows that to me it shows actually Green Bay is not a Super Bowl contender. Um, they can't stop the run, and if you can't stop the run, you're not going to the Super Bowl. And I think that that's a problem they can't fix during the season. They can't trade for it or you know do something different. So um, I think it's going to hurt them. They 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 look good, but you know they can't stop the run. Yeah, you're right about that. I thought that they would make a late push, they throw that touchdown, and then they would win the game because I, I I never doubted Aaron Rodgers and his big playability. Yeah. So, but on the Viking side, so it does it show you that you still think Kirk Cousins can beat teams that is teams that are Super Bowl contenders, do you think that it saves the Vikings season? Well, it it that win was he needed that one for sure. Um so going one and six on the season just that would have been awful. Um uh, I mean two and five is not much better, but you beat Green Bay. Um that's always a good win for the Vikings. And so um yeah we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, if you look at it, uh, the, the Vikings could, with that win, they could really get hot at the right time, depending on what their, if their schedule gets easier. But on the 49ers side, oh, my goodness, so many injuries on that side of the football. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out for a while. No George Kittle. And their defense is okay, but, I mean – this Niner team is still going to compete no matter what, but the injuries have just been hurting them all season long. Yeah, it's bad luck. Kittle's out for the rest of the season, right? And then um, Kittle Garoppolo, could be back by what's week his 15. injury? Yeah, what's essentially yeah, essentially the rest of the season is going to be really tough. What's Garoppolo's injury? How long is he out for? Eight weeks because oh, yeah. sprained ankle. So. Yeah, well, they're done. I mean, it, the, the division is – it's going to – Seattle should win it. Um, and then the question is, do the Rams or Cardinals come in second at that point? I think one of them does, but really the Niners, they're still gonna get they're still gonna keep up in this race just because 
the Niners are not going to tank for a quarterback. I mean, Nick Mullins is not that bad of a backup quarterback, though. Right. Just because he showed some flashes when he started at quarterback uh, back in the 2018 season when Garoppolo was hurt. But really, this Niner team just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So what yeah, that's the problem. It's you know it's why they're not gonna they're not gonna go to the playoffs this year. It's because of too much injuries and all that. Yeah, I just feel like that they're gonna need a long off season just because they're gonna need to use that time to get Nick Bosa hundred percent. They're gonna need to get Raheem Mostert hundred percent. But really, I feel like the Niners are gonna keep Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still their future. Yeah, I think so too. Just because he has no guaranteed money on his contract remaining, I I just don't see the Niners letting him go. Yeah, I mean it's Kyle Shanahan is a really really good coach, and you know I, I trust him to navigate those waters. If I were a, a 49er fan, for sure. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a very. I mean, I don't know how this game's going to go. I originally picked. I think the Packers are going to win by three over the Niners, but without Garoppolo, it's going to get it's going to get ugly. Yeah, that's why I think the the Packers are going to come into Levi's and get revenge on the Niners after losing to them in the uh, NFC Championship game and in that Week Eleven debacle. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think Packers are going to win as well here on Thursday night. And then let's talk about Sunday Night Football. Last night, we saw a wonderful Monday Night Football game between Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Football Giants. But the Giants almost won that game, but that con- there was a controversial call at the end that Antoine Winfield Jr. was was behind the receiver of the Giants that could have been pass interference. Yeah, that was an ugly game, really. I watched... Uh, the, the last of the, the ending of it and it was but it was an ugly game all around you know and but yeah that was a close call and I agreed with it being a no call though and um, so I, I think you know Tampa Bay they deserve to win that game or they they deserve uh, they, they deserve to they were the favorites to win and you know ultimately um, they got the W and They'll move on. I think I think Tampa Bay um, and Seattle are the two best teams in the NFC this year. Yeah, it could be, or maybe Tampa Bay or Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh huh. Or it could be uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle in the in the top two, just yeah. because you know Brady. Well, we're going to talk about Brady, and the we're going to talk about who's going to win that game because it's going to be a great game between Brady versus Breeze. But Tampa Bay looks very good right now. I can't wait to see what uh, I can't wait to see what Antonio Brown does in his Tampa Bay debut. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch for sure. And then on the Saints side, let's talk about them. So the Saints came off a, a, a win against an overrated Bears team. That was a very good win for the for the Saints to remain at five and two. But really, I really think they need to get Michael Thomas back. Yeah, for sure. The, the Saints look like just a team that, I mean, this is Drew Brees is probably his last season, and they look like a team that's just, you know, with they're just barely there, right? I mean, they have the record, they won, but they've already had two overtime wins this year, you know, and it's, um, I don't, I'm not buying the Saints as Super Bowl contenders. You're not? Is it because no. you think, I think Drew Brees is going to play out his contract and then go to NBC. Because his contract doesn't expire until t- after the 2021 season. Oh, okay. 
So I'm thinking that he's going to play at least one, two more seasons, and then he's done. Just because, you know, the Saints, they're there, but the NFC just looks too tough for the Saints to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just because it's Russell Wilson's team. Then you have Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, but they just ha- need to have a defense, though. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking there. But really, I, it's gonna be a gr- it's gonna be a great football game between two legends. So I'm gonna say Tampa Bay gets revenge against the New Orleans Saints after the Bucks losing to the Saints on opening day in Week One. So I think the I think Tampa Bay will win by three points. It's gonna come down to a field goal, or I think this game will go to overtime. Yeah, I think I'm picking Tampa Bay as well. But really, the Saints. Let's talk about their trade. They got Quan Alexander. I think that def- that that pass rush is going to be very good. Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Uh, so I think I think to the offensive line, Tampa's offensive line's done a pretty good job. So it'll be a really good battle, though, in the trenches. It will be. That's what you're going to see on Sunday Night Football. But let's go to Monday Night Football. So. They're in New Jersey. The Monday night crew is in uh, in the Meadowlands for a second straight week. So you got Cam Newton and the Patriots looking to save their season. But the Jets are still trying to find their first win of the season. So that's kind of even there. But really, let's start with the Patriots. So how do, what do you think they need to – what do you think the Patriots need to do to show that they can still be in contention for the playoffs in order to save their season against a team that's desperate for a win? Uh, what team is this? It's the Patriots taking on the Jets on Monday Night Football. Oh yeah, well, Patriots will win that game. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it'll be a, a good win for them, I think. So, uh, you know, they just got to show up for the game, and they'll they'll get the W. And on the Jets, I mean, it's just they're just purposefully tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think they still are. But speaking of Trevor Lawrence, he's still. He did test positive for the virus, and he did not play. But a lot of people are saying that he's not the Heisman favorite. I still think he's going to win that Heisman Trophy. Win. He's going to be a finalist for that award at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But really, if you look at the Patriots' schedule coming up, you got Baltimore. I mean, that's not going to be an easy one right there. Right. Yeah, it's – yeah. I think they're going to beat Houston. That's for sure. Uh-huh. And then Arizona, I'm not sure about just because Arizona is too good. And you can't, can that, can the Patriots defense stop Kyler Murray? And I'm like, that's just impossible to say just because Kyler Murray is a, is a game changer with his legs and a little bit with his arm. Yep. So I, so you think the Patriots win by a mile against the Jets? Yeah, I'm going with Patriots. Let's talk about our locks and upsets of week nine. So let's talk about my lock of the week. I have the Steelers. If you look at Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, they did what they were supposed to do. They're the only unbeaten team in the NFL. But on the Cowboys side, they got blown out by the Eagles, and I have a feeling the Cowboys are going to get blown out yet again. Yeah, that's probably a pretty safe pick there. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, my my lock is going to be the Chiefs over the Panthers. And is it because you think uh, you think the Panthers don't have an answer for Mahomes on their de- yeah. on defense. Right. Yep. Yeah. Offensively, they ha- they're going to make it competitive, but the Panthers defense is going to have a quite a hard time with that deep with that. Uh, the Panthers defense is going to have a hard time stopping that offense. So I'm with you on the Panthers beating the, uh, 
the Chiefs beating the Panthers. So I'm with you on that pick. So I'm gonna I'm with you on that pick. But my upset pick is the Chargers coming into Vegas and beating the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh yeah, that'll be a uh, that'll be a good one. I say that because the the Chargers need this badly. They're yeah. two and five, and they don't want to go two and six. And the Raiders. I mean, if you look at the Raiders on their side, they're four and three, and they're looking to they're looking to start a win streak here. Yep. So who do you have in that? Who do you, who's your upset pick of the week? My upset pick is Colts over Ravens. And is it because you think Philip Rivers will have what it takes? Because that team is so deep. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Lamar Jackson's in a little bit of a funk, and I feel that he is. Um, I think that he's in a uh, like he's been struggling with passing the ball um, lately, and so I think the Colts are going to get the win here at home uh, against Baltimore. You're right. I think so too. I mean, I'll we'll talk. I'll talk about that game in just a minute. So let's talk about the rest of our Week Nine picks. So yes, last night we saw a good football game between the New York Giants. They're going to take on the Washington Football Team. So. Uh, are you concerned about Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback for the Giants? You know, he's one of those quarterbacks where I just – I don't know if he's good or not. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's tough to say. It is tough to say right now just because we just don't I, – I think he's still their guy, but they got to start winning football games. Yeah. And if not, their schedule is going to get tough. Just because they have to play Philadelphia next weekend, that makes things a lot tougher. Yep. If you look at the uh, Giants' schedule, and then uh, and then they have to, I don't think their schedule gets any easier. Right. Just because you have to play Joel Burrow in the Bengals and Seattle in Seattle, and then go to Baltimore Week 16. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But they right, still have a yeah. shot at the division. That's what I know because of, of how bad this the, the NFC East is. But Washington football team's coming off a of bye week, but. They're looking to kind of continue their momentum after beating, shockingly beating the Cowboys. So I'm going to pick the Giants to win this game just because I feel like Joe Judge will get his second win as a head coach there. Yes, you're going with the uh, with the Giants. I am too, actually. So, Giants over the Washington football team. Yeah, because Washington has a good defense, but they just need a they need a salute they need an answer quarterback though. Uh huh. That's what I think. Yeah, I know Dwayne Haskins is probably going to be done there. Yeah, you're right. I like him, but I just don't think that that franchise has given him a chance. And I don't think Rivera's a fan of his. I realized uh, that after his struggles, you know. Yeah. Let's. The next game we're going to talk about is the Tennessee Titans taking on the Chicago Bears. Let's start with the Titans side of things. They lost a bad game. I mean, if you look at it, they lost to a team – that had one win, but that t- that uh, the Bengals needed that win. Yeah, that was a that was a good upset. That was a big upset, and it doesn't surprise me though. I think that you know, like you said, the Bengals were kind of due for a win, and uh, they came out and they they looked good. Joe Burrow looks really good. He sure did look good. He looks like the rookie of the year to me for the offensive side, but Tennessee. Even though they're five and two, I think Tennessee is going to continue winning football games. But we'll talk about our game pick in just a minute. But t- but the Titans losing to the Bengals had to be disappointed. But really, uh, really, I think that 
that I really think that Tennessee can bounce back from this. But yeah, and let's talk about the Bears. So that's who the Titans play this week. So uh, on the Bears side, you said that this Bears team is overrated, and I agree with you 100%. They are an overrated team that even though that they started five and two, that collapse is starting with that loss against the uh, Saints last week. Yep, I think so too. So I picked the Tennessee Titans to beat the Chicago Bears, and and the Chicago Bears are going to go five and four. What a yeah, collapse! I, yep, I think the Titans are going to win too. And then the Bears are, and then the Bears have the Vikings, so they should win that game. But I'm not going to make any guarantees on their season. Right. Yeah. Just because they're not a team, I'm not really high on. Just because they're off, I love offenses, but the Bears need an answer quarterback. Yeah. So they're just a fake five and two team. So Tennessee's going to win big this time. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. They're going to win. The next game we'll talk about is the Minnesota Vikings. They came off a big win against a team that, uh, against the team that, that they could have, they could have lost to in the green Bay Packers, but that really saved their season. And on the other hand, Detroit is is playing around 500 football. So, with that being said, let's start with the Vikings. So, do you think the Vikings can continue their momentum and potentially beat Detroit so that they can start getting back in, on track? Yeah, I think so. This uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game. I think that they might have some momentum. And um, I think the Lions don't really look that great. And I'm going to go with Vikings here. Yeah, the Lions don't look that great, but with that being said, they the Lions lost a bad one against the Colts. But Matthew Stafford did not give up on this, give up on the game just because he was rallying. He tried to rally his troops, but the Colts just did not have an answer. Right for that Lions team. So yep. I'm gonna pick the Lions to win this game just because you know the Vikings look a little lost, but I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota won. But I'm just picking Detroit to beat the Vikings just because I want to see my boy Matt Patricia stay as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yep. Because I've seen a lot, a little bit of improvement out of the Lions, but really their defense is still not that great. But you just don't want to underestimate that offense because of Matthew Stafford. Yep, I uh, I agree. So the you're you're so you're saying the Vikings won, but you're not gonna, you're not saying it's going to be a blowout, right? Just because Matthew Stafford can keep you into to a football game. Yep. So I picked the Chiefs over the Panthers. So Kansas City came off a blowout win against the Jets. We all knew that, but Carolina came off a tough, a tough loss against the Falcons. So you think that the Panthers are the best three and five team that you've seen? Um, best three and five team. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, they are. Just because Matt Rule has made this Carolina Panthers team quite a contender. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because I really it. think Matt Rule's done a good job rebuilding this football team, and he's the right coach for Carolina. Yeah. Then Ron Rivera. The, then Ron Rivera. Because if you look at the Panthers, they're fun offensively. He's It's a loose offense, but – their defense is going through growing pains, but I know that they can really uh, – I know that the Panthers can really grow in that area again. Yeah. Don't you think? 
Yep. So I think, but I still think Kansas City's going to win. I think so too. They're my lock. Let's talk about who's winning between the Texans over the Jags. So, I mean, Houston's schedule is starting to get easier. But my question for you is, do you think Houston's going to make a make a run here for the playoffs? Do you think they they can get hot at the right time? No, uh, they're one and six. I think they'll beat Jacksonville, but no, they're not going to make a run of the playoffs. I agree. I mean, their schedule looks tough, but really, I mean, the Texans need an offensive-minded coach. Romeo Cornell is not really going to be their answer. Yeah, they have to go with somebody new. Yeah, but he's just temporary. But I think the ja- I think the 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 Jag the Texans beat the Jaguars. But no, but the thing with the Jaguars is on the other side of things, no Gardner Minshew. That's big for the Jags. But but you you told have you said that? Do you think Gardner Minshew is a franchise quarterback, or you don't think so? Uh, I I don't think so at this point. I think they probably need somebody else. But I think he's done very well given the fact he was drafted in what the sixth round, and you know they might have to stick with him for a while. Maybe they'll improve, but um, they might have to trade him because yeah. if they get Trey Lance or another big-name quarterback in the draft, and I think they might have to trade him if they get, like, Justice Fields or something like that, but I really feel like that changes. I feel that this change coming in Jacksonville. Doug Marone is bye-bye at the end of the season. Yeah. I don't think he's the right coach for them after all. I didn't think he was the right coach at all for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Except they haven't been the same team since that AFC championship game when Blake Bortles took them to that far and uh since then the jaguars have been quite a mess uh-huh. they're do- they're just the, the jags are just doing jaguar things yeah so they're a mess they are quite a mess the next game we'll talk about is this is your upset pick you want indianapolis over baltimore i still want baltimore to win that game just because i feel like lamar jackson is lamar jackson's doing is having another good season but you're saying is that he's str- he's starting to kind of struggle a little bit yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know he needs to work out. He needs a week or two maybe to work this out and maybe get some good coaching and get back on the right track. Um, and Indy looked really good last week, so I think they have momentum on their side and are going to you know go rolling into this game. You are you saying that the Colts looked good last week or Baltimore? Uh, the Colts did. Yeah, on the Baltimore side, I mean Lamar Jackson has had a good season, but I'm not. I don't have a problem with him when it comes to him running the football, because he can change the game in that area. But just uh-huh. he just needs to pass the ball a lot better. Throw that deep ball better. Yep. So I feel like that the Ravens can win this game, but I won't be surprised if the Colts won that game. Just because how good this Colts team is in so many areas, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know? Yeah. So – with that being said, the next game we'll talk about is oh, this is a good one right here. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Oh I yeah, mean, that is going to be one good game. But I was on the fence who I want to win this game, but I'm actually I'm actually going to pick the Seattle Seahawks to win this game. Russell Wilson, I think he's going to come into Buffalo and win. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going with Seahawks. But can, but I w- would you be shocked if the Bills pulled off this upset? Um, because Seattle's not really a good road team. 
I know. No, that. no, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be at all. Like this is a tough place to play, a tough team. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks know how to play football, but they had a good win last week against the San Francisco 49ers. And what you saw last week from Seattle is that uh, they're capable. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Either yeah. if it's this year or next, just because if the Super Bowl is in L.A., because if it's, if Pete Carroll wants a homecoming, it could be Seahawks and Chiefs in Super Bowl 56 in L.A. I could see that, but maybe we could see Roethlisberger versus uh, – I don't – I don't know which other good team. Maybe Big Ben versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because I'm not – I don't want to underestimate Aaron Rodgers, though, even though you don't think Green Bay has a good defense, though. But you pick Seattle over Buffalo? Yeah, yep. All right, let's talk about Falcons over Broncos. Before we make our game pick here, we just heard that uh, Joe Ellis and uh, John Elway have tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh, I didn't hear that. John Elway and who else? Joe Ellis, the CEO of the Broncos, and John Elway, the Broncos GM. Oh, okay. So, and also we have other news to talk about is that Trent Williams and Martin, I don't know which Martin I'm talking about, they're out. Kamal Martin won't be playing on Thursday Night Football due to the high-risk close contact identification. Okay. Just just to get get it out there, but really uh, – Joe Ellis and John Elway shouldn't be traveling with a team to Atlanta. Yeah. And also, uh, Ed Donatels, if he's if he's healthy, then he'll he'll travel. Uh-huh. So let's talk about this game. So uh Denver was coming off a big win last week against the LA Chargers. And it shows you how good Drew Locke is when it comes to playing from behind. But the Atlanta Falcons came off a big win to save their season against the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to pick the Falcons in this game just because I feel like that this could really save their season again if they win. Yeah, I think so. Who do you pick and why? I'm picking Atlanta. And I, I'm going with Atlanta um, because well, – let me check my notes here. Oh, yeah. I think that, hey, they, they got a good win. And a good primetime win against a divisional rival, I think, it gives them some confidence. Uh, I think the Broncos, I don't think they can pull another rabbit out of their hat this week. So I'm going to go with Falcons. I am going with Falcons too. But what if the Broncos pull off another come from behind win? Because you know, I can't always count the Falcons in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right. Just because they choke. Yeah. That's Just like my the Chargers concern do. about the Falcons. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals playing the Miami Dolphins. So the Cardinals had a bye week this week, but they're looking to continue off their momentum. But Miami came off a big win against the Dolphins, against the Rams last week. But this is going to be a battle of two quarterbacks that are the future of the NFL, and Tua Tagovailoa and Kyler Murray. So the Cardinals – I think the Cardinals are the better team, but the Dolphins are getting there. But I'm going to pick the Arizona Cardinals to win this game because I think that Tua is still going to go through these growing pains, but really Kyler is the better player. Yeah, I'm going with Cardinals. I think they're going to roll. And you think – I don't think the I don't think the Dolphins get blown out. I could see the uh, Dolphins uh, – I could see the Dolphins keeping it a competitive football game. 
Yeah, they could. They looked good in a lot of parts of their their game last week. Um, I think the I think the Cardinals are going to roll them though. Yes, and let's also talk about another trade that we forgot to mention here. What do you think about the Steelers getting Avery Williamson from the tanking Jets? Uh, yeah, that's that'll help them. What do you think about it? That's going to really help their top defense. Their defense is already good, but it doesn't hurt to add more to that high-flying defense that the Steelers have with TJ. Then you got Minka Fitzpatrick. But really, yeah. the Steelers are looking really, really good. And also, I'm going to throw in another name that's also good on the offensive side of the football, especially Chase Claypool. Don't don't sleep on him for the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. He's putting up electric numbers. Uh-huh. And uh, you think – and do you agree with that on, on Chase Claypool? Oh, yeah, for sure. For them playing this well, that's a surprise. Yeah. Because – do you think Ben Roethlisberger is their long-term answer, or do you think the Steelers are going to end up eventually drafting his successor? Well, they need to draft his successor probably this year, uh, even though he's playing out of his mind, so they might hold off until next year. But, um, yeah, so I think that uh, I think that they will um, draft his successor either this year or next year. Absolutely. So let's talk about some NBA news. So, the Rockets completed their final head coaching hire. I mean, now that every coaching vacancy is full. So, Steven Silas, the son of Paul Silas, will now be the net next head coach of the Houston Rockets. I mean, he's coming in in the right situation. He gets to work with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But I kind of feel felt like that the Rockets should have just went with Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I think so, too. Because he's more experienced. And I think yeah. he would have helped that helped James Harden and Russell Westbrook be a team player and a leader. Uh-huh. But really, Steven Silas could do some things that we haven't seen. Like, maybe he could really uh, help James Harden out. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So let's also talk about when will the NBA season start? There has been talk that we could get this new season underway by December, but it doesn't look like it right now. I'm kind of thinking either December or Christmas Day or maybe – Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I, I don't mind either day, you know? Yeah, it's – I know for the uh, – for the NBA, they're looking at – I mean, where they started, whether it's early December, Christmas Day, or after Christmas Day, it's um, – it means, you know, billions of dollars in revenue, losses or gains. So it's a huge question. And they can't delay it too much or else you run into the Summer Olympics – yeah, so, I, don't um, th- I don't think they'll delay this that much longer. I, I mean, there's optimism about when the season will start, but we just need to figure out when it will start. Yeah, I think it'll start Christmas Day or earlier. I hope I think so, too. I mean, the draft's next week, so I have to tell you my mock draft for the NBA, but I'm only going to do the top five mock draft because this draft class is very – I mean, I'm not sure how this draft class is going to be, but really – if you look at it, I really think LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards are the early favorites to be the number one pick in this draft. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm thinking here. But also let's talk about some Lakers offseason questions. So do you think – who do you think the Lakers should keep? Do you think the Lakers should keep KCP and Rondo for another title run? Um. Yes, I think so. Um, I think that 
I mean, he fit he fit him pretty well, you know. So I think that he brings a lot of good defense, you know, out there. And uh, yeah, I would say keep him. Yeah, they should keep Rondo and uh, KCP, but they also need uh, what you would call this better. They need they need to strengthen their shooters. But another question is, will Dwight Howard resign with the Lakers? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I I think that he, I think they'll resign him. Yeah, I think I mean there's going to be a lot of guys that I think are going to say, but also, do you think Anthony Davis is going to get a max extension with the Lakers? Yes. Yeah, we need him. Back. Was that? What do you think? Um, absolutely, he loves LA. He loves the Lakers, and Anthony Davis loves playing with LeBron James. So that duo is going to be there for quite some time. Uh huh. LeBron James and and Anthony Davis. So. I think the Lakers are in a good place right now, but really let's talk about the Clippers a little bit. So do you think they need to trade Paul George or do you think Ty Lue can fix, can, can see something in Paul George that people don't see in him? Yeah, I think he can fix Paul George. Yeah. I, I think Ty Lue is going to be a good hire. Yeah, he is a good hire for the Clippers, but let's also talk about some Brooklyn Nets questions. Can they be the number one team in the East? Um. Right now, I'm going to say no. I think it's still Milwaukee. Um, I think that they will be a top four team. But I'm talking about because KD and Kyrie are going to be on the floor together. Yeah. And that's going to be so much fun to watch next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially I mean, with Steve Nash as the head coach. And then he and then he hired Mike D'Antoni as his assist, one of his assistants, along with his buddy, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's a great coaching staff. And uh, – yeah, I think they're going to um, – I think they're going to be contenders for the title for sure next year. Uh, also, let's talk about the – let's go ahead and what you're saying about the, the Brooklyn Nets situation. Oh, just that they'll be really good. They'll be a top four team and title contenders. Let's talk about where the Toronto Raptors will, will play in 2020, in the 2020-21 season, just because they can't play in Canada right now just because of the coronavirus and that teams can't go back and forth between the United States and Canada. I think the ter- temporary home of the Raptors, I think they should play in Prudential Center in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be, like, I guess it'd be, um, what, like, you think it'll be New Jersey? Yeah, they're looking at New Jersey. They're also looking at uh, Kansas City. But the civil rights groups have warned the NBA against the Kansas City home. But also, uh, I'm hearing that uh, – they were going to play in Louisville, Kentucky, where the Louisville Cardinal plays. Yeah. But the Raptors don't want to play there just because of the of the uh, tragic death of Brianna Taylor. Yeah. And some players are not very happy with how that case was handled. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of thinking there. I think New Jersey, New Jersey would be better. Uh-huh. And then Drake would probably make his temporary home in New Jersey. Yeah. Just so that he can uh, – play some games so he can uh what you might call this go to see his raptors play fans are allowed yep so with that being said let's talk about let's talk about when will the nhl 2020 2021 season begin so i'm hearing that owners might uh what you might call this it might be best if they skip that season but i don't i see a season starting at least in new year's day for the nhl yeah i think it'll be new year's day yeah, but also we got news for your Red Wings. You got an extension with, I have to say his name, Anthony Manta. 
just signed a four-year extension. So you think that this this dude, this guy, will be one of the building pieces of the Detroit Red Wings? Ooh, yeah, I didn't hear about that yet. Yeah, one hour ago. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah. then Tyler Bertuzzi. Four-year deal, yeah, breaking news. Uh, yeah. yeah, it looks like if it's a four-year, $22.8 million, they are they're wanting him to be around for the – because they'll be contenders four years from now. Uh, but, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I'll have to read up more on this. What do you think? I really think that uh, – I really think that the Red Wings are onto something, but they're still young. They're going to go through a lot of growing pains. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking here. Uh-huh. So, also, we forgot to talk about this on the NFL show. So, what did you think about that uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on that Bears receiver that got ejected from the game? He hit one of the Saints players. Yeah, he punched him. What did you think of that? Yeah, he has to get suspended. I mean, there's no – you can't defend that. That was on camera. Everyone saw it. Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, Javon Wims has been suspended for two games. Uh-huh. So another, we forgot to we also forgot to to add, to talk about some NFL trade deadline questions. So, Will Fuller, do you think he gets moved at the trade deadline? Um, Will Fuller on the Texans, just so, just because you know, I heard Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks could be on the move. Uh huh. Do you uh, think the yeah, Texans they probably move will them? be? They probably will be. I'm, I'm uh, let's see because we will we don't we will find out at 1 p.m. our time about who gets dealt or not but but really I think that uh I, th- I think that I think they'll be t- and let's also talk about which team will be sellers at the NFL trade deadline who do you think is going to be big time sellers uh the Jets the uh the Texans um I think, uh, let's see, Jaguars. Yeah, they need to. They need to. They need to move some pieces too. Yeah, all the losers out there. Who need? What about buyers? Who do you think is going to go for it at the trade deadline? Uh, oh, I also think. To be honest, I also think the Patriots are going to are going to move some guys. But knowing Belichick and how financially savvy he is, he'll probably take advantage of it. But. Uh, yeah, he's very. He's always all about the money. But also, we heard that. What do you think about the NFL playoffs could expand to sixteen games if games are lost this season? I don't think it's going to happen, but it. But it's a contingency plan. Yeah, yeah, it, that'd be interesting to see how they do that. Um, it's going to be crazy. But I like the. I like seven teams per conference. I can't wait to see that format, though. Uh huh. So, so I can't wait to see what the. Uh, so that's what I can't wait to see there. That's what I forgot to mention on the NFL, on our on our football thing, you know? Yeah. But I'll talk about more breaking news if I see, uh, if I see, if we hear more breaking news throughout the, throughout our show. All right. So yeah. let's talk about the Dodger question. So are they an MLB dynasty now with that World Series win? Well, I, it's, depends what you call a dynasty. They only have one World Series win. Um Although they got cheated two of the years, uh, they've won the NL West what ten years in a row or something like that. They're going to be uh, good for a long time. I have no doubt about that. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say, you know what? I would say yes. I think that dynasties are not just about winning championships. They're about 
like when we think of like the 1990s Braves teams, like they only won one championship, but they were dominant. They won their division almost every year. They went to the World Series a couple other times. Like they were pretty dominant. Like I consider the Braves, not the 90s Braves teams, like a type of dynasty, you know? So it depends. I think the Dodgers need to win at least one more. Yeah. I to be really a dynasty, but. I think the Dodgers are in a good place. Oh, yeah. So. Let's let's talk let's talk about uh, some finalists for each award. Let's start, with, let's start with the NL and AL MVP award finalists. So we have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado, and on the American League, Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. So who? Do, let's talk about our picks for AL and NL MVP. So I'm gonna go Betts, and I'm gonna go with Jose Ramirez for the in the Cleveland Indians. What about you? For what for what award? AL and NL MVP. Um, uh, AL MVP. Let's see. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with Mike Trout again. He's not an MVP finalist. Oh, whoops. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about next year, this year. Oh, who are the finalists? It's Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with D, uh, DJ LeMahieu. I think he stays with the Yankees. Speaking of him, he's a free agent. I don't think I don't think he leaves New York. Yeah, I, I see him staying there. He, I think he, uh, he's a big part of their lineup, especially if you put him number one or number two in the order. Yeah. So what's the uh, NL MVPs? Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Manny Machado. Oh, let's go with Mookie Betts. I'm going Mookie Betts too. Let's go with the NL and AL Cy Young finalists. We got Trevor Bauer, Hugh Darvish, Jacob Degrom, and also on the American League side, two former Dodgers are in it: Kenta Maeda. Hyunjin Ryu and Shane Bieber. Wow, yeah. I'll go with Trevor Bauer and I'll go with Hyunjin Ryu. I'm going to go, although I picked Walker Bueller to be my Cy Young Award winner in 2020, but he's not a finalist this year, which I think he should have been. I'm going to go Jacob DeGrom for a three-peat and then I'm going to go Shane Bieber. Yeah. But don't be shocked if Jacob DeGrom does a three-peat here. Yeah. Just because he's been baseball's best pitcher the last three years and he, the Mets are the reason why they're a good starting rotation team with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. But I when agree. they get a healthy Noah Syndergaard, man, you got to watch out for that rotation next year. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's talk about who's going to win. We have our finalists for the NL and AL managers of the year. So we have Don Mattingly, David Ross, and Jace Tingler. And Kevin Cash. Charlie Montoyo and Rick Renneria on the American League side. I picked Dave Roberts to be the NL manager of the year, but I'm going to pick a former Dodger to win it. Not Maddenly, though, but I'm going to pick David Ross of the Cubs just because he made quite an impact in his first year managing the Cubs. Yeah. What, has Roberts won it before? Yeah, he has. Yeah. I would love to see Don Maddenly get it in Miami. That'd be crazy. It would be insane. But, like, they, they performed, like, they were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and they went to the playoffs. Like, that's great. I'd go with Don Mattingly. And I also – and Jace Tingler is also a finalist too. Uh-huh. Because, uh, because uh, you know, the, he took the – he, he made the Padres quite a contender, you know? Yeah. Uh, on the American League side, even though he made one of the most crucial mistakes in World Series history, I'm picking Kevin Cash to be the uh, – American League Manager of the Year. Yeah, me too. Just because he's built, he's gonna. We're 
we're not going to stop talking about the Rays for quite a long time. They're going to be in it for the long run. Yeah. And Toronto, too, with Charlie Montoyo, who, I mean, the Blue Jays are going to be in it for quite some time. Yeah. So let's talk about who's going to win the NL and AL Rookies of the Year. So names that you might know of, but I picked Dustin May and also Jesus Lazardo to win it. But we got Alec Brom of the Phillies, Jake Cronenworth of the Padres, and Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers as finalists for the NL Rookie of the Year. And on the American League side, Christian Javier, Kyle Lewis, and Lewis Robert. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Jake Cronenworth of the Padres. He had a quite great – he had a good season, and I think he's going to be in their long-term plans in their future. And on the American League side, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Lewis. Yeah, I agree. So let's also talk about some manager hires that we heard recently. Let's start with the, your Detroit Tigers hiring A.J. Hinge. And I said, he's going to make the Tigers cheaters. Yeah. And tell I me think- what you think about that. Yeah, so AJ Hinch, he's a former Tiger. He played catcher uh, like 18 years ago or so for us. Um, so yeah, he did like like I don't know like Hinch. I believe in second chance, second chances. Um, I don't think they were. He was. I don't think he, the Astros were punished enough as an organization for what they did. Um, it's possible. Like I want to say that Hinch is. Uh, he saw what was going on and didn't really do enough to stop it. And that was a lack of judgment on his part, but um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, I, ultimately, I'm I'm happy with the Tigers to get AJ Hinch. I know he's a good manager, uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, and what do you think about the White Sox getting Tony Larusa? We'll get to that in a minute. But I think with the Tigers getting AJ Hinch as their manager, I really think the Tigers are going to be good. I think they're going to be a good they're going to be a good baseball team. I think they're going to get some free agents. I think they're going to get some pieces to go with that. But I really think A.J. Hinch is pretty much – I think A.J. Hinch is the right person to manage the uh, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I do too. But to answer your question on what I think about Tony Larusa being the manager of the White Sox, uh, I think the White Sox are in a win-now mode. This is a good and fun young team. And I think Tony Larusa is going to really relate and uh, teach these young guys, like Lewis Robert, like – uh, Jan Moncada and Eloy Jimenez and Lucas Giolito. I think he's he's that right person and right voice for that clubhouse. Yeah, I hope so. I I like I thought like they should have gone with AJ Hinch. Like they, I mean, the White Sox had their choice between Alex Cora, AJ Hinch, or uh, Larusa, and um, I'm not sure why they went with Larusa. He's 76 years old. I don't think he relates to the players that well. Um, anymore, and I like I don't know. I think it was kind of like a good old boy hire. Like somebody in the White Sox organization knows him, and and we'll see what happens. I think that was a one World Series before. That was a Reinsdorf move. Yeah, yeah, and I I think like personally, I think they should have gone with AJ Hinch. Um, so when they passed on him, the the Tigers just totally jumped on that, you know. And uh, so this is his second stint as the manager of the White Sox, Tony Larusa. Oh, yeah, he must have managed him a long time ago. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Don't get me wrong on that. Right? I, I mean, I think he's going to do a great job as, as a manager of the White Sox. Yeah, me too. I think this was a good move for them. Uh-huh. Experienced. He knows what World Series is all about, and the White Sox need that. Yeah. 
just because they're in a win-now mode. So there's something in him that I could see him making an impact with this Chicago White Sox team. But also a question for you is there's another managerial open managerial job that's open, and that's the Boston Red Sox as they dismiss Ron Renneke. So do you think Alex Cora returns to Boston as their manager and gets another shot at it? They'd be crazy if they do, um, if they hire him. You know, I, I mean, he's the, probably the best guy left out there. Um, it'd be strange, you know, that he was fired and then they bring him back a year later over the cheating stuff. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I at this point, I would say bring him back. Yeah, yeah they should bring back Alex Cora. He was the he was a he's such a good manager, you know. Yeah, and I I also support former Dodgers that are managers too, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think here. So let's talk about some top free agents. So let's talk about where Mar- where do you think Marcelo Zuna will land? Do you think he uh, stays put in Atlanta or do you think he goes to a team that needs a power bat? Ooh, yeah, good question there. What do you think is going to happen? I want him to stay in Atlanta. He's happy there. I mean, he was he a spark plug to that offense, you know? Yeah. But really, he's not that – he's not a – good defender by all means but i think he's just known for clutch hits when you need it yeah marcelo zuna yep so i'm not i think he stays with atlanta but if he does leave atlanta then that could move austin raleigh to left field and they could start johan camargo at third full time who do you think would bring him in what team out there do you do you think i'm not gonna say angels just because they have a lot of guys yeah I'm thinking about a team that really that needs a that needs a, a middle of the pack order, either American League team that needs it, or I'm thinking if there's a National League team out there that needs a bat like Marcelo Zuna, he's such an impact. He's an impact. yeah. Well, let's talk about another offseason question: Is DJ Le, Do you think DJ Lemayhew will leave the Yankees? I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say they, they keep them. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going for it. And I think the Yankees are going to definitely be – they're going to be one of the favorites to win the World Series next year. So yeah, I think about, they will be. Let's talk about sure. this. Can Steve – can you uh, Darvish be a trade option for the Mets? Because, you know, Steve Cohen just is is officially sworn in as the Mets owner. And, he, and Steve Cohen is a billionaire. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to throw every dollar out there for big names. What do you think about Steve Cohen as the new owner of the New York Mets? Um Yeah, I think I mean he'll hopefully bring some stability to that franchise and I think he'll do I think he'll do okay. I mean, if you look at it, Steve Cohen's a billionaire and he's like Steve he's going to be their version of Steve the MLB's version of Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Cuz you know Ballmer if you look at it, Balmer's energetic, enthusiastic, and Balmer goes for the and throws out every dollar out there. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I say about Steve Cohen. But the Mets, I think, are gonna be pretty good next year, though. Yep, I think so too. So I'm just they're just talking about some MLB, some offseason headlines. So do you think the dot let's talk about some Dodgers offseason? So you think uh the Dodgers keep Justin Turner. Uh, yes, I think they do. What are your thoughts on the uh, on when he uh, tested positive and the MLB's investigating on if he broke any of those protocols? 
Um, well, you know, he it's, to go out it's there. not I mean, good for him. He shouldn't have done that. But I get the fact that he wants to celebrate with his teammates. He should have at least worn a mask. I mean, he wore a mask, but he didn't wear the mask in his uh, in the team picture. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm seeing here. So basically, I think the Dodgers keep Turner for sure. But also, do you think the Dodgers will extend Corey Seager since he's in a con- contract year heading into this season? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I hope they do. I I I, I like Corey Seager a lot. Corey, I think I think Corey won NLCS MVP and and uh, World Series MVP. So I really expect the Dodgers to keep him in LA for quite a long time, along with Cody Bellinger. Once. Uh, the contracts of Kenley Jansen and Clayton Kershaw are done. Yeah. So let's talk about some other questions about the Dodgers and it comes to their team heading into the offseason and what they need to do here. So let's talk about the bullpen. Do you think Kenley Jansen is the closer for the Dodgers still, or do you think it's time to kind of give to unload him off that role and just do a closer by committee to see who has the hot hand? Yeah, I think Kenley's days are numbered. I mean, usually when you lose your closer role like that, you're kind of done, you know, and they need to move on. And it's just um, – I, I so will there be another role for him in, on the team? I don't know. Will there be a little bit of closer by committee maybe in spring training or even early next year? Yeah, but um, I think he's, he's not going to be the, the, the guy going forward. I agree 100%, but let's, let's talk about who should be the Dodgers' closer in 2021 if Roberts names one. I'm picking Bruce Dar Gratterall, the Buffalo, or the Bazooka, yeah, they call um, him. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I say that because he had a great year. I was excited about him when he came in that trade that sent Kenta Maeda to Minnesota. He throws 100 miles per hour. He had a good postseason, and I really think I, – I, I trust him in key situations – out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, let's talk about who I think should stay in that Dodgers bullpen that are for agents. Do you th- who do you think the Dodgers should keep? Pedro Baez or Blake Trainin? Uh, I think it should be Blake Trainin. I want to keep Blake Trainin. But at the same time, it depends on the money. If he asks for a lot of money, then he might not stay. But I really think the Dodgers should make an effort to keep Blake Trainin. Yeah. But Baez, I, I don't care if he stays or not. Yeah. Because Pedro Baez has, is hit and miss. Don't you think? Yep. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the second baseman, uh, the second base question. So, do you think Gavin Lux starts at second base next year? Uh, yes, I think he does. And I say that, but I think he starts at second base, but... Let's also talk about uh, let's talk about uh, if if it's likely that Keith Hernandez and and Jack Peterson resign with the Dodgers next year. What do you think? Keith, uh, I don't think does. Uh, who was the other guy you mentioned? Jack Peterson. I think Jock doesn't either. I think those two go. Yeah, as much as I love those guys, they're gonna have to leave in free agency just because. It's just what's best for our team, and I feel like that we, we want to have everyday players set. But really, uh, I feel like that I feel like that maybe Austin Barnes could back up uh, 
Gavin Lux at second base because I really think Cabrera Ruiz has a has a really good shot at making the uh, ro- opening day roster next year to be all uh, to to uh, get the lion's share of the duties of catcher with Will Smith. Yeah, because I'm very excited about what Cabrera can do. Yep. Let's talk about the rotation. So Damon Price is coming back next year. You all know that because he opted out. But let's also talk about uh, guys like. Walker Bueller. Do you think Walker Bueller is going to be your opening day starter in 2021? I have said Walker Bueller should be our opening day starter now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because you know Walker Bueller is already the ace of the staff. But let's talk about guys like Julio Urias and Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. Which out of those three you think is going to make a big, big leap in 2021? Is it Julio Urias, Dustin May, or Tony Gonsolin? So. It could be all three, actually. I think Julio I mean, Gonzalez Urias... doesn't have the best postseason, but I still have faith in him, though, despite his struggles in the postseason. Who? Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, I, I think I would say Julio Urias is probably in the best position to really do well next year, followed by Dustin May, followed by Gonsolin. What about Victor Gonzalez? Do you see him being, being a competitor in the rotation, or do you think he stays in the bullpen as a long reliever? I think he stays in the bullpen. I think our rotation has too many guys in already. So, I think Tony Gonsolin is looking in. I think he's going to compete for a spot in the rotation, but I don't see that just because I think Dustin May is going to get the last spot in the rotation because with Price coming back, I think Tony Gonsolin will be one of those long relievers out of the pen with Victor Gonzalez. Yeah. But also, do you think Alex Wood comes back? I don't think he comes back. I mean, I would be surprised he comes I wouldn't be shocked if he came back just because he wants to win another ring here in L.A. Yeah. So let's talk about if Justin Turner doesn't resign with the Dodgers. Do you see either Max Muncie moving to third base and then you start Edwin Rios at first base? Yeah, I think it'll be uh, – I think it'll be Max Muncie. You mean he? Mo- you think Max Muncie's going to move over to third? Yeah. I mean, his defense improved at third, but – Really, you, but you and I both think Justin Turner will resign with the Dodgers. Yeah, yep. How many years do you, how, how much long, how, what do you think his contract will be? I think Justin Turner will get a three year deal worth 50 million bucks. Yeah. What about you? What about yep, his contract? That'll, yeah, that'll probably be it. Yeah. So, do you think Edwin Rios will have a bench role with the team next year just because of how good he is? Yeah, I think so. I think Rios, Beatty are going to have big roles next year, but also there's going to be a lot of guys that I really think the Dodgers are going to get. But I don't see them getting – I don't see them spending a lot of money on hitting or offense, you know? Uh-huh. I just feel like that they need to spend money on pitching. Yeah. Just just, just sure up the bullpen. You don't need to get anybody in the rotation just because just because you already have price. So yeah. you, don't, you don't need a rotation piece, you know? Uh-huh. But really, I just feel like that you just need to strengthen the bullpen and then you're good. Uh huh. So the Dodgers are in a good place heading into next year. You think they're favorites heading into next year to win the World Series again? Yes. Because you know how good they are and they're a deep team. And uh, I feel like that this Dodger team is really going to be scary for years to come. Yeah. Don't think you think? So. Yeah, I think so too. So let's talk about uh, – let's talk about – Angels. So let's talk about. Do you think the Angels need to spend money on offseason now that they spent all their money on pit on their on their offense? Uh, yeah. They, well, they need pitching still, right? So yeah, I mean, 
they need to get their rotation together. I think they do, but you're not going to rely on Otani all the time or unhealthy Griffin Canning. Yeah. Because I really think the Angels can challenge the A's and the Astros in that division. They have the talent to do so. Yeah. But they just need a lot of pitching help. Yeah. To kind of compliment Mike Trout and Otani. Yeah, I agree. But let's talk about the Rays, who are the World Series runner-up. Do you think they're going to re-sign Charlie Morton? Uh, yes. They need him. I mean, I don't see him leaving. I don't see him retiring. I think Charlie Morton is the right guy to be the uh, – he's a good number three. Yep. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So let's talk about some M- MLS. So the LA Galaxy. They are still alive in the playoffs, so they beat Real Salt Lake. How do you feel about the Galaxy's chances now? Um, well, I think the big problem is still Chicharito. Like, I mean, I heard that the Galaxy want to terminate his contract based on, like, I, I don't even know if that's possible. I, I just heard rumors about it. But that would mean, like, he's not showing up to practices. He's not showing up to games. I, I think he's doing that you can't just terminate a guy's contract because he's not playing up to the expectations you thought. So, but it looks like there's behind the scenes, they don't like him. And I I think that's a big problem, you know? So I I think too little, too late. So you think it's too little, too late for the galaxy with that uh, win over Real Salt Lake? Yeah, I think so. But they're still alive. They have a game on Wednesday night against the Seattle Saunders. So if they win, then they're still alive. And if they lose, they're done. Yeah. Yep. Seattle's a tough team, but they are. I'm not sure of what their chances are in that in that contest. Yeah. And then their last game of the regular season will be against the Vancouver Whitecaps. So it looks like their season's all but over. But what were your thoughts on the LA Galaxy firing their head coach? Uh yes, yeah, so I think that I mean he they need he probably needed to go as well. I think they had they they were having some issues and they're trying to solve their I think they, it was a good move. Yeah, but I heard that Robbie Keane, a club legend of the LA Galaxy, could be the next full-time head coach. What do you think of that? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that bring him on. I mean, can't do any worse. Yeah, Guillermo Barros, uh, I can't say his last name, Sholto got fired. Uh-huh. So I didn't think he was the right fit after all. Uh-huh. But, I feel like that the LA Galaxy needed to change something in their team uh-huh. to get uh to get uh to get better. But Dominic Kinar is now the interim coach. But do you think he'll get an interview for the full time gig? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. That's going to be a lot of question marks here. But what about LAFC? So they've been they've been on track. They they're already, they're already in the playoffs. But do you think that they're ready for a long run? Yeah, I think so. They got they got Vela back, you know, so they're gonna be an interesting team to watch. So and I, they have um, they're not as strong as last year, but um, you know, with all who knows? With I mean, I think any team that gets to the playoffs has a chance this year. Yeah, for that MLS Cup, but really, uh, with the LA Galaxy, I don't know what they're gonna do with Chitarito. I like him, but is he a fit for the Galaxy? Uh. Say it again, please. Do you think Chicharito is a fit for the LA Galaxy? Um, yes, I think. Well, no, I don't think he is. I think they need to get rid of him. Well, Pavone and Dos Santos are really your best players. 
Um, yeah, I think so. But Chicharito is not performing up to his expectations. So no, he's not. He's. I really think Chicharito just needs to. I think it's best for the for the LA Galaxy to move on from him so that he can play for a team in Mexico that really can take his talents. You know. Yeah. So. Anyways, Matt, with that being said, enjoy election. Have a, have a great day. We'll see you next week. See you, Laura.